Overthinking absolutely everything. Overthinking absolutely everything. Welcome to Overthinking Absolutely Everything, the podcast where we discuss random topics in excruciating detail with funny anecdotes and lightweight research. I'm Joanna, and I am obsessed with various animals and the information around them. And today's podcast episode actually does not have Amy. Instead, as a special guest, we have my cousin and sometimes twin Alex, uh, who will join us in this week's so today's topic is going to be the Olympics, but specifically it is going to be what I have decided to call the most chaotic Olympics ever, which was the Olympics of 1900. The official name was the Games of the Second Olympiad. So this Olympics took place as a part of the 1900 World's Fair in Paris. I also wrote 1990 in my notes, so like that's not right. There were 997 competitors in 19 different sports, but this number is kind of weird because it relies on certain assumptions about which events were and were not considered Olympic events. So at the time, the concept of the modern Olympics wasn't really a thing. So many of the athletes, especially those who won events, didn't know they'd actually competed in the Olympic Games. Uh, this was the first game that had women. Many American athletes actually had to withdraw from Sunday competition because their colleges didn't want them to compete on their religious day of rest, which is not something we'd see in today's Olympics. I was going to say, so this Olympics was kind of like just an added bonus to the World's Fair, yes. which was a thing at this time. Yes. Uh, whoever just wanted to do the Olympics convinced them to do it at the same time as the World's Fair, trying, I think, to get more people because the first Olympics really didn't get much of a crowd because people were like, why? 72% of the contestants were French, which is not surprising considering <laughs> it was in Paris in 1900. The 1900 Olympics are, until the postponement of the 2020 Games last year, the only Summer Olympics to occur during a 365-day year, which is really interesting. Huh. Yeah, so... I never thought about that. It was the only Olympics to use live animals for pigeons as targets during shooting. I was gonna say for which event? <laughs> shooting. shooting! Oh! They also, so like, right, modern Olympics, what kind of awards do they get? Medals. Medals. Yep. Um, but there were no medals, cups, or trophies at this Olympics. Really, some of the only awards were like monetary prizes, and then like the people who won fencing got an epi. epi? I don't know how to pronounce that. The fencing sword thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is my favorite part. So I'm going to talk about why it was chaotic, and then we will talk about the 11 events that the only time they happened at the Olympics were at this Olympics. So... Why was it chaos? Well, first, the areas for the running events were all on grass rather than a cinder track and were uneven. Of course. The discus and hammer throwers often didn't have enough room to throw, so their shots landed in trees. Oh, wait, it gets worse. The hurdlers? Their hurdles were made out of broken telephone poles. Because they had these lying around, or did they break telephone I poles on purpose? don't know. Also, that's a far cry from today where, you know, if you trip, the hurdle, like, goes down. Yeah. No, if you trip here, you're just... Hurt. Swimming events in France. Uh, they were all in the Seine River, which has a really strong current, so that messed with some of the yes. results. I also, I don't have it because obviously the marathon still happens today, but there was a weird conspiracy with this marathon because, like, I think the some of the winning runners, like, skipped half of the run. Seine River, by the way. Ah, I, I was like, look up the pronunciation. I'm pretty sure it's things. Seine. That's okay. See, these are the kind of things we leave in because it adds, you guys know I'm human. Okay, so these are events that only happened at this Olympics. So, say your thoughts on them. So, automobile and motorcycle racing, which were not actually considered official Olympic sports. I'm pretty sure they got rid of motorcycle racing because people kept getting hurt. 
feet. Yeah. Ballooning. Like like a hot air balloon? Yes, except for, so it wasn't considered an official Olympic sport. They also used gas balloon. Okay. <laughs> also, the also, guy... Also, how do you, like, is the object to go from one place to another? They judge on distance and duration. I think they had two oh, events. Okay. One for distance, one for duration. But this guy, who apparently was an aeronautical pioneer, Henry de la Valouf, set two world records for both distance and duration during the event, which is pretty cool. Cricket. <laughs> uh, there were only two teams, and they were both Paris clubs made up of Englishmen. <laughs> First of all, isn't the Olympics supposed to be like one team from one yes. nation? <laughs> this is the second modern Olympics. 72% of the people here were French. Except these people who were English. Yeah. in a French club. Okay. Uh, croquet, who had one spectator who came all the way from England to watch the croquet match. Just... Good for you, man. I bet that was your life goal. Go see croquet. This sport, it's called Basquiat So it is the the name stands for a variety of court sports that are played with a ball using one hand, one's hand, a racket, a wooden bat or basket against a wall, or more traditionally, two teams face to face, separated by a line on the ground or net. There's some videos, but it's apparently considered the fastest sport in the world. There were two teams, but one withdrew, and the <laughs> Spanish team won. I think they still played, however. Played, played volunteers? Played I, I think it might have been where they played against played the wall. Each other? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you have to earn them now. <laughs> this next one, I kind of would like to see back with our modern day technology. A 200 meter swimming obstacle race. <laughs> in, were, in the river? <laughs> there were three obstacles. Swimmers had to climb over the first two, a pole and a row of boats and swim under the third, which was another row of boats. But like, yeah, that imagine actually sounds today cool. an underwater obstacle course. We have cameras that you can record underwater. Yeah, that would be cool. Which, the not being able to see underwater is why the next event, underwater swimming, was gotten rid of. Because there was a lack of spectator appeal. <laughs> so you got your score. One point for each second underwater and two points for each meter swum underwater. And the winner was underwater for six point. Uh, 68.4 seconds and 60 meters. But also, like, before you could have cameras that looked underwater, kind of boring to just be like, look, oh, they're somewhere down there in the river. Yeah, and you probably can't follow it very well. <laughs> you can look for them to come up here, and then they're way down here. <laughs> okay. These next four are all equestrian events. Ooh. So first, so they did normal cross-country and normal jump. They also did the equestrian high jump. It was like the human high jump. You had three tries and you can compete more than once on a different horse. The two people got gold and they cleared 1.85 meters or six feet one inch. Very impressive but also like high jumping a horse. <laughs> Sounds interesting because you know they did not train for this. <laughs> they also did a equestrian long jump. <laughs> Oh, wow. You had to clear a fixed distance. The highest was, or the, I guess, longest was 6.1 meters or 20 feet. And for both of these two jumps, the high and long jumps, the ground was heavy from rain. Which oh, I'm sure made it even worse. That's awful. I was going to say, it reminds me of that part in Spirit where he has to, like, jump the canyon. <laughs> but then, also, like, when you're training a horse to do this, or, mm -hmm. like you said, maybe they didn't train them, but, like, the horse knows it has to jump over whatever is an yeah. obstacle. But how does the horse know it needs to jump this far? Did they actually yeah. put, like... I have no idea. Like, broken... Oh, like, motorcycles where they, like, yeah. jump the cars? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm interested how they did that. So the horse visually was like, okay, I need to make it past this point. Hmm. Interesting. So two more. They did the equestrian mail coach. So you had to drive a mail coach drawn by four horses. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just like... <laughs> Through like an obstacle course or just... No, I think... 
think they had they might have had to deliver mail. I don't remember. <laughs> but they were driving these mail coaches with four horses. And then they had a Hacks and Hunter combined. They consisted of performing both on the flat at various gates, as well as executing two low jumps. And they were scored on the quality of the execution of the routine. So not not that weird of an event because now the no doubt nowadays you wouldn't see Hacks and Hunter combined. You normally see a Hunter course or a Hacks course. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, the I think the prevalence of all these equestrian sports is also maybe telling of the time when That's you know true. that mode of transportation was more. Mark Revlon? Yes. That is very true. kind of cool. Okay, we have time. So, any thoughts about the upcoming Olympics? Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's what, like a 20-hour time difference from here, so we'll see how much of it I can catch. Well, it's starting on July 23rd, and there is opposition to it in Japan. Oh. I was going to say, hopefully it happens. <laughs> yes. But if it does get delayed one more year, it'll be interesting that they'll be in the same year, mm-hmm. which hasn't happened that might mess up some athletes, though. Yes. I know some people like, um, oh, the one soccer player I really like um, was holding out for it. Information. Yeah, it is crazy when you follow athletes how much they train for those specific years. And you have, you know, kind of a limited window of mm-hmm. when you're in your peak. So yep. having it delayed by a year or two actually does really mess with those people. Or if you were healing from an injury. Yeah. Um, and so it trying to see uh, some news about people. Uh, the torch rail, uh, the torch is in Totori since stop twenty seven of forty seven. Where is that? Which in country? Japan? Oh, it's all in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah. Okay. I think I actually did see the torch one time going through. And they had a uh, car that has the little thing by the mirror that would hold it. And then mm-hmm. if someone wanted to run with it, they could run next to the car. Interesting. It. That was really cool. Uh, Simone Biles has returned to gymnastics. Ooh. Yeah. What is your favorite sport to watch in the summer? In the summer? Definitely gymnastics. I'm very excited. I really hope. I don't know that they've chosen their gymnastics people yet. Uh, no, the classic is actually Saturday. This is coming Saturday the 22nd. It's the final tune-up before the U.S. Championships and U.S. Olympic Trials. So I, my current favorite, I mean, I love Simone Biles, but Lori, Laura uh, Hernandez, uh, I may have gotten her name wrong. Uh, it's freaking awesome. All of her leotards this year are inspired by marvel super or inspired by superheroes so her first one that i saw was captain marvel inspired and her routine it was a floor routine was to the room where it happens from hamilton i'm just like yes and she's really cool on twitter um i'll have to check it out biles is the third most decorated gymnast if she gets three medals this olympics she'll tie the record if she gets four she'll break it she could also be the first woman to win back-to-back all-around titles since 1964 and 68. And she only needs two more medals to be the most decorated decorative gymnast at the Olympic Games. Because the other record is World and Olympic. So they'll, cool. they'll qualify at the end of June. Yeah, I definitely like to watch the gymnastics. Or that's when they're qualifying at the... I like to watch equestrian also. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So the last time the Summer Olympics happened, I was in Ireland. So I re- didn't really get to catch most of it. Because mm-hmm. I know one day we were in a pub. And so we got a little bit of like the horse thing. And also there was one horse... One of the farms we visited, one of their horses that they had bred was actually in the Olympics. Oh, that's cool. Um, I think Hunter, because uh, Ireland does a lot of, raises a lot of Hunter horses. 339 it's Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And they added golf a couple of years ago, and it hadn't been in a, a sport for quite some time, so. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool. Um, I was seeing a preview the other day for, like, the high jump, like mm-hmm. you were talking about, and that is just so 
crazy to watch those people. <laughs> I like swimming too and diving. I probably like diving more than yeah. swimming. Oh, diving is fun to watch. Especially because they do all the different mm -hmm. things in the air. And the last Olympics that happened, uh, two of the divers were from Purdue. Trampoline gymnastics? Is that new? <laughs> Yeah. It would be cool to watch. So equestrian, we've got dressage. Yeah. That one you should catch if you have time. Cause... Oh, there's a lot. They're all at the end of July, so. It's very cool for dressage. And then event jumping at the beginning of August. Individual jumping. I really want to go see a cross-country race sometime. Trampoline gymnastics. <laughs> I want to know where someone also, goes table to tennis. train for that. Right? Like, is there a <laughs> trampoline gymnastics program going on somewhere that's a good question okay so rhythmic gymnastics there's rhythmic gymnastics and there's artistic gymnastics and artistic gymnastics is what you think it is but yes no very excited to see there's just some really amazing athletes out there like it's crazy crazy that they can <laughs> do these things definitely it's cool to yeah see that this is actually possible <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. When I could never do it. Um, oh, yeah, no, like watching the gym. But it really does like... make you want to. I remember every year that, every year, yeah, every time that the uh, Winter Olympics would come on and I would watch like figure skating, then I would just go out to my pond and like want to be a figure skater because it's just so amazing what they do. And yeah, I can never come close to that, but it kind of gives you a taste of the sport. Skating is fun, whether or not you're that good. <laughs> Gymnastics is fun, you know, even if you just do some vaulting, mm -hmm. which is nowhere near as in-depth as what they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love watching gymnastics. I saw the oh, she is gymnastics one day. She's really cool. Equestrian dressage, eventing, and jump. And dressage is so cool, even though those people and oh. the horses train years to do I, that. I I know someone <laughs> actually nearby the area who does dressage with a Andalusian. Um, one, he's gorgeous. He looks like a freaking unicorn. Oh, yeah. Um, but like. It, it's a lot of discipline. Often compared to ballet. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. And then eventing, often described as the equestrian triathlon. <laughs> Jumping, dressage, and cross-country. I would love to see a cross-country test. I'd love to do a cross-country test. I don't think I'd ever get to the point. But I would love to go watch a cross-country competition and just slowly walk. Mm -hmm. Try to catch somebody at each jump. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a thing. Nice. Okay. That should be good enough. Uh, a little shorter episode this week, but, uh, you know, we were preparing for a wedding, so it is what it is. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Overthinking Absolutely Everything. If you think there's deeper commentary on this topic, please feel free to continue overthinking in the discussion at our Facebook page at Overthinking AE. Or if you have some topic ideas, please email us at overthinkingae at gmail.com.